Come stop and take a trip down on my block Where you see hidden potential Young minds sharper than pencil And ain't afraid to speak their mind If they got something against you We standing with you We tackle issues like civic pride Hate will cease to exist Let's put our differences aside From my side to your side From Dutch Town to South Side From Penrose to North Side From Benton Park to Old North The West End to West Side We bless when we step out We stand down, rise up Stand together, wise This is Stitchcast Studio, produced by St. Louis Story Stitchers in St. Louis, Missouri. This is episode 25, titled Media and Influence. Youth leaders discuss the role and influence of media in today's society with special guest Ryan Henson, a special assignment reporter at KSDK. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches. What's going on, everybody? How y'all feeling? My name is Brandon. This is... Emira, your co-host for today. Yes, and you're listening to Stitch Cast Studio right now. We got a special guest with us right now. We got Ryan Henson with us. How you doing, boss? Good. Thanks for inviting me, y'all. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Brandon, what we gonna be talking about today? And we gonna, we gonna be talking about all types of stuff. We gonna get into some media questions. We gonna get into some media questions. We wanna talk about how the, how, how, how the media affects our the masses perception of things you know what i'm saying everybody that's not in the media or whatnot people that just read headlines and think that they've done all the research they need to do on that topic or whatnot we're we gonna talk about the uh the, the 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 honesty of the media and how much responsibility falls in the media's hands versus how much responsibility falls in the media's hands we're gonna, we gonna get into some nice stuff we're gonna get into some nice stuff for sure and i just want um everybody to know that our special guest is an anchor on one of our local newscasts. So, Definitely. Mr. Ryan, can you please uh, introduce yourself for everybody who's listening and us here who may not fully know what you do and who you are in your role? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I work for Channel 5 here, an NBC affiliate here in town. Um, I'm born and raised here. Uh, we didn't go to college here, but, you know, moved back uh, about 2018, about two years ago now, really. So, just doing my thing in, in the hometown. So it's, it's, it's all good. It's all up. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you again for being here. No, no, thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Absolutely. We do got the youth stitches with us, too. We do got the youth council with woo, us. Woo, woo. Woo, woo. Make some noise. Woo, woo. Alrighty, alrighty. So let's get into it. The first thing I, I'd like to uh, ask, or actually before we get into that, let's talk, let's talk about how long you've been an anchor and things that you've seen while working in that workforce. Oh shoot, I've seen it. Literally seen it all. I've been doing this since December 2014. Um, so I got a few years in now. Uh, I mean, you see everything. Every day is going to be different. One day you might be in downtown. Next day you might be hour and a half out of town doing mm. covering a story, you know, doing something totally different. You can see that in the same shift. You know what I mean? So you you get to see a lot. You get to experience a lot. You get to meet a lot of different people, see a lot of different walks of life. And uh, that's the one thing I really love about it. You know, you get to see so many different so many different walks of life and just gives you a true appreciation of what life is about and you know and what the small things and how valuable they are and the big things and how important they are too definitely definitely so 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 when you're when you're when you're doing your thing is there is there how much uh pressure do you feel or how how much uh responsibility do you feel to deliver in a uh in a way that's uh that's accurate for less of a uh, lack of a better word oh it's huge i mean for me you know obviously what i say in my work is what is my reputation you know what i mean so if you do a bunch of bad stories and people are like whoa 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 
you know, nobody, you know, we can't trust you to do a story. Well, you know, that's my, that's me on the line. You know, that means that, you know, obviously nobody wants to be looked at in a bad light, but, you know, so there's a lot of pressure on me and it's a lot of pressure, even going back to the first question you asked about different walks of life. I mean, a lot of times it's easy to get sucked down a hole in the story, so to speak, so you only have uh, tunnel vision. But I mean, really the real key is Ted being able to take a step back how does this not impact only the person in front of me, but the person inside of me, person who might be even down the street, you know, because different people have different perspectives about things. Different people will have things that are different, that are important to them, that aren't the same from person to person. You know, and, you know, one person might see one situation one way, but someone else might, might be like, hey, this impacts me in a whole different way. Don't forget about me either. And it's important to make sure that everybody's voice or everybody's viewpoints and collectively you know, are in a story per se, or at least are in a report, or at least reflected through my work. So when you talk about the responsibility, I mean, it's huge because not only is it my reputation, but also you want to get it right too. You know, like uh, you hear a lot of people, you know, I, I think there's a perception out there, at least for some people that, you know, people, we don't care, you know what I mean? But like I said, I'm from here, you know what I mean? I grew up here. And if nonetheless, like I at least live here, you know what I mean? I've had I've lived and worked in another place. I lived, worked in Texas for about four years before I moved back. You know, and I lived in that community. You know, I was immersed in that community. And I, I think that's one thing that I think a lot of, that could go unnoticed, you know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, that means I have to take that much more care with whatever is going on in my community. So that's how I look at it. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. I want to ask a question, like, to the youth. Like, how much do you depend on the media, whether it's the news, newspapers, social media? Like, how much do y'all depend on the news for your information? And why do you think it's important that the people pushing this stuff out, you know, give us the right information? Don't be shy. I think for me, I think that it's very important because it's like our generation growing up with so much technology, I feel like versus our parents. Like, so for example, let me start there. My mom, she watches only her TV. She doesn't take any news from like YouTube. She'll take it from an occasional article, but like if she don't know it, it's like KSDK or Fox News. She like, I'm not listening. But like us growing up, we like, okay, we got Twitter, we got Instagram, we got Facebook, we got Snapchat, which is crazy because it's Snapchat, but we listen to that and we look at that. And so I think it's it's crazy how like, uh, to know that most like news stations that are on TV, they come from the same like owner, but they're all different stations. But like ours, it's like, it's the same thing, but it's coming from different sectors of that same owner, it's weird. Yeah, it's really confusing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, for me personally, like, I don't really pay attention to the social media stuff like that. And, like, I'm not, I don't watch the news. And, like, most of my information I get is, like, from my family members because, like, they watch the news. And I got, like, a lot of people in my family. So, like, but if it's, like, interesting, then I would look it up and to know more about it. But... For me, like, I don't really pay attention to that stuff because I got my family to do that for me, but I need to start. <laughs> for sure. I wish I my family paid attention like uh -huh. Hey, I can kind of relate, though, Caleb. Oop, my bad. I didn't mean to say your name. <laughs> let, me, let me rewind that. <laughs> I can relate, though, uh, to what you said because, you know, I wouldn't say that I don't really rely on social media for uh, my information because, honestly, 
If I was not on social media, like if I was taking a fast from social media, I would have not known like firsthand about like the Ahmaud Aubrey situation or the Breonna Taylor situation or, you know, just those types of things. Really? I wouldn't know. So I'm actually grateful for social media, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm not because once I saw it, like, I couldn't stop seeing it. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it kind of became overwhelming to where it's like I had to take a break from it. But it was like, do I really want to? Like, what if something else happened? Like, what if something else pop up? You know what I'm saying? But then, like, also in my household, my mom loves watching the news. I kind of hate it, especially when Corona came around, because that's all you kept hearing. Cases are spiking. Uh, we Our highest number uh, every day. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when is it going to stop? You know what I'm saying? So it was good to, like, have my mom there, because I totally disconnected. When Corona happened, I was like this. I was, like, so far away from the news. So, you know what I'm saying? So I do still get information, like, from our local news, from my mother, because, honestly, for me, I don't, I don't watch it at all. I feel that. Do you think? Do you? Do y'all feel like uh, social media uh, is kind of like a gift and a curse? Like you know, you know, how, like with Wikipedia, a lot of people look at it as accurate information, but the danger comes in because anybody can can change it or or make it say whatever they want to. You know what I'm saying? Luckily, people aren't bored enough to just go around uh, falsifying Wikipedia pages. But um, I think social media has that same kind of effect in that anybody you you don't have to have credibility you don't have to ha do no research you know you could you could make a meme or something and a thousand people think that whoever's in the picture is the person that said it you know what i'm saying so 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 stuff like that i, I think that i think that's that's kind of that's kind of dangerous how you how you feel about that i feel like with social media it's kind of like you, it's really in your own hands because at the same time it's like you are uh you are it's on your end to like this to to know if there's if it's, if it's a truth or not. So basically, like you have to do your own research and have to determine like if that's true, if that's false, if that's false news, or if that's just if that's a true story. So the thing is, when it came down to like Mike Brown, you know what I'm saying, social media hit it first before it actually got to like you know what I'm saying modern day news or whatever. Even when it came down to all these other police brutality things and stuff like that, it's just social media. But when it came down to actual news, it's like. It hasn't, we haven't got the facts straight. The facts had already came through before with social media more than the, the actual news, but just reminding you back to the main question, I just feel like you had to take everything in your own hands, honestly. You know, you have to do your own research, you know. And that's a great point, too. I mean, that's something that is easy to get caught up for even us, and people send us stuff all the time. People send me stuff all the time, and it's like, whoa, let me double check it, let me verify it. But like you say, you know, we track social media, too, so when we see something blowing up, it's like, whoa, whoa, a lot of people are focusing on this. Maybe we should focus on it, too, you know? And then the danger comes, like you say, you can't just read a headline. I mean, I think that's the number one flaw I see so many people do. Even I get caught up in it. You read a headline, and that's not that's not the whole story. You know, I'm not going to say it's wrong, but it's going to be the most eye-popping. Okay, let me click on the article. Oh, that's why that happened. Or, oh, that's why. Or, hey, something that don't even sound right. Maybe let me go check the original police report that's on the police website. Oh, okay, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I think social media is great for grabbing attention and grabbing eyes and grabbing, um, you know, hearts. But I'll be, like you were saying, it's got, it needs to be taken a step further. And I think a lot of disinformation, as we call it, or uh, misinformation or disinformation, you know, a lot of people could have it clear. You know, you know, you see a meme about Abraham Lincoln quoting something in 2016. Somebody sent me that the other day. You know, like... Right. Come on, you right. know what I mean? So uh, a yeah. Google search and a little bit more in-depth research will go a long way, I think. Got you. Absolutely. That, that actually brings me to the question that I wanted to ask you. Um, 
kind of, I guess, I guess, where, where, where is the line drawn as far as how, how, as far as the responsibility of people that are putting the information out to make sure it's correct, and then the uh, responsibility of the people that's receiving the uh, information? Because we, we, we know, you know, you gotta, you gotta take social media with a grain of salt, but it also uh, kind of makes for a. It's a big job to to second guess every single thing that you read or every single thing that you hear. You know that, that that's kind of a big ask, a big job. Uh, uh, necessary maybe, necessary maybe, but uh, it, it it would be kind of hard to get everybody to start doing that. So kind of what 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 is the line, draw You feel it's a, I mean, is it, I'll say this from our, at least for our perspective, it's a huge um, responsibility. Like going through you know journalism school and whatnot. If you have one factual error, max you can get on the paper is a C. You get two, you know, that's an F. You know, I mean, that, and a factual error could be somebody's name spelled wrong. So, you know, I spell name R-H-Y-N. You spell my name wrong, you automatically start with a C. You know, and that's just school. So when you get to the, and mistakes happen. I make them all the time, don't get me wrong. Um, but, I mean, it, it's a responsibility. That's why you need to double and triple check your story. Because let's say I do a story with, you know, a police department, and I get the information wrong. Well, they're not going to want to work with me. You know, we, got, we have to go to them to get reports and do this or that. But they're not going to work with me if they know every, you know, I can't, you know, write down what's from the report into my report down. Or, you know, if I go to a certain community member, a certain church or something like that, and they're like, you know, it doesn't, we're missing something in translation here. You know, it, it's a huge thing. And, and you know, we care, I care about St. Louis just as much as anybody else, same way as anyone else who lives in any other town, because we don't want to do bad news. You know what I mean? Like, I hate getting up and going to work, and it's like, oh, another bad story. You know, I mean, I'm a human. You know, that wears down on me, too. So getting it right is dang near everything, and not even necessarily fast. Like, I get the expediency matters, but, you know, factual errors means less drama on the back end, to be real with you. People don't call you after work and da-da-da. You know, nobody wants that. And B, make sure everybody gets the information that they need in a timely manner when they need it, not later or with a correction here and a correction there. So, I mean, it's it's huge, and it's something we take serious. I mean, I've seen people get fired over it. So, wow. You know, and, and I know, you know, and I know one mistake, someone might see that and da-da-da, but it, we take it serious. Hey, everybody, you know what time it is. It's time right now for our Pick the City Up art interlude. Title Perception Isn't Always Reality. Copyright held by K.P. Dennis and St. Louis Story Stitchers. Perception is dangerous when you uninformed The climate is hostile, can't stay calm If I wore a suit and tie, could I run for president? Could they prosecute me for a crime with no evidence? When you look at me, do you see any type of value? How can I think universal when I haven't traveled? Never had a passport, so my vision falls short Only time they pump me up is when we on the ball court But when it comes to economics, it's a disadvantage Limited windows of opportunity, quick to vanish I manage by myself, but need a little help My moves are calculated, contemplate on every step Quiet is kept, odds of living long ain't in the cards We dying slowly every day, cause the struggle is hard What do you see? Are you dealing with reality? Is it the real thing, or 
rest of the fallacy Because I'm in the hood Does that mean I'm from the hood? Because I dress well Does that make me all good? Perception isn't always reality Perception isn't always reality Perception is dangerous when you uninformed The climate is hostile, can't stay calm Perception isn't always reality Perception isn't always reality Perception is dangerous when you uninformed The climate is hostile, can't stay calm How did I become the leader of a million men? And if they really men, then were they meant to follow? It takes a good follower to make a better leader. We need believers, not perceivers. Race relations hollow. Broken bottles, vacant lots in my vicinity. Drugs, gang violence, and poverty stains my memory. Somehow I managed to smile when through it all I reflect upon my past. Draw graffiti on the wall. Rest in peace, create a star. And underneath I write my autograph. This is my culture, true American artifacts. From starter jackets to pro models to BKs To Diodorus to Chuck Tellers where we stay Get God for your J's so many ways We behave like the stereotype And what we betray is a slave Although we descendants we must end it A stay suspended living in a perpetual sentence of the perception We can't make it if given the chance When you look at the original see greatness in hands They dance with the devil last year Now they soul searching As for the public opinion they showing no mercy perception isn't always reality perception isn't always reality perception is dangerous when you want inform the climate is hostile can't stay calm perception isn't always reality perception isn't always reality perception is dangerous when you want inform the climate is hostile can't stay calm she thought i was guilty cause i had my hoodie on no not even once did she ever think she could be wrong man he said i stole something cause my pants was too baggy i'm too dark skinned the police keep getting at me i wonder why is your perception my reality i ain't even eating good but still i'm burning calories look at the difference in our infant mortality we dying in this hood 182 fatalities how many look like me racial disparities impacted media bias and to make my people look so backwards state of emergency gets distracted with ebola game over my life is a purchase for stockholders cause the rich control the market while the poor becomes the target we struggling to live while they strolling the red carpet got your degree but does that really make you smart you a nurse or a school teacher that don't mean you have a heart do it Perception isn't always reality. Perception isn't always reality. Perception is dangerous when you want inform. The climate is hostile, can't stay calm. Perception isn't always reality. Perception isn't always reality. Perception is dangerous when you want inform. The climate is hostile, can't stay calm. For sure. So I want to kind of get into a more um a heavier question, and this will be for both Ryan and the youth. Um, why is it that when a person of color, sorry, hold on, why is it that when a person of color is unjustly killed, the media seems to make it a point to demonize the victim? So that part would be for you, Ryan, and for the youth. How do you think, you know, when the media does that, how does it affect you as an individual and your community as a whole? Well, I'll say, you know, it, and it happens. I'm not going to lie. It doesn't happen. And that's something I know, especially myself or 
other people. I think this is where diversity comes in, too, because you have people from, you know, in our newsroom, we have people from literally every community, South County, North County, in the city, live far out, live in Illinois. So people have a collective perspective. And I think, you know, if you don't have enough people from certain areas, you know, I'll say specifically, you know, minorities in your, in your newsroom, I think the message gets lost a lot of times. You know, we see people think Black Lives Matter and think all they do is riot and protest. And that's not true at all. You know what I mean? Do, does that happen after the fact, you know, it, later in the night after a lot of these protests? Yes, it does. But is that the people who spend literally their life, their every day trying to come up with organizations, rallies, and movements to help uplift, you know, impoverished people in the community? Of course not. Who would do that? But, you know, that message is lost, even with people that I, you know, people that I've worked with in the past or things like that. And it's just about keeping a perspective on what's important. And that goes back to diversity. And that's something that I can say I've had, I've taken a, per, you know, a personal battle to a degree. You know, if I see something wrong and my coworkers know me, if I see something wrong or something that's not right or something that, hey, we're not looking at this right. Like I say something, you know, and I mean, it be known. And that's one issue that we have, you know, uh, you know, it's just trying to clear up and it's something that happens, but it's something that, you know, it just starts with a group effort behind the scenes. And it also starts with our community, you know, keep your, just like you would keep your leaders, in, uh, you know, um, not in check, but um, uphold them to a certain standard. Uphold your media, you know, outlets to a certain standard too. This is a public service as I see it. You know, anybody can you know, write stories and do this and that, but, you know, everybody else has a job. Everybody else has something else to do that they specialize in, and that's what they focus, and they focus on rely on us to make sure that information being portrayed accurately and fairly. So hold us accountable, too. But it, it, it happens, and it's on us to be the gateway to, to, you know, as reporters and news gatherers a lot of times to make sure it's diminished or done correctly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to give anybody else a chance to answer before I uh, go on to the next. I was going to say, I had a question. If nobody has, y'all have anything? I was going to ask, because you said keep hold you all accountable. What are some ways that we can do that? Because honestly, me, I hadn't even thought about that, like holding you that's all real, accountable, you know what I'm saying? So what are some ways that we could, or what are some action steps that we could take to make sure that that happens? I mean, and I know a lot of times comments or emails may go unanswered and things like that, but we notice all of them. Um, that's one way to do it. Um, one way, uh, you know, to do it is to e even submit a story. You know, you see, uh, you know, let's just say hypothetically, you see, uh, you know, a young person or whomever, you know, is one of these victims who might not be portraying the perfect light. Well, and I'm not saying it has to be that family. Obviously, they're probably going through a lot right then. But somebody, you know, if somebody, one of their family friends, maybe somebody's still close, but still maybe, you know, still had themselves gathered enough to do something. Hey, hold on, let me go talk for this, because they're they not talking about him in the right way. This guy was, you know, on a roll, football team, whatever, set the record straight. Because I would say a lot of times we have an issue with that, too. You know, we may get a report on, what so-and-so did, this, this, and that. But you know, like I said, it's one you can't never get the full story from one person. There always has to be multiple perspectives, and I, that goes for a lot of things, and that would be one of them. So make sure that when we get the information, you know, and you might you might not like that news station, but maybe there's somebody there who you like, okay, I, you know, I like that person. Let me go to them and try and do a story that way. That would be a way of making sure that you have, you hold them accountable and you're getting that information out there too. Dope, thank you for that information. Beautiful, definitely. Uh, I know we're running short on time. I'll try to uh, keep it as brief as possible. 
I want to know um, for anchors per, per, particularly, but but for pretty much uh, everybody that would work for a news station, how much freedom do you have in the uh, stories that are being pushed? And how much say do you have, I guess, in the stories that are being pushed and whatnot? Well, I mean, we have a lot of say. I mean, to briefly explain the process, because I don't think a lot of people know, like every morning we come together, we have a meeting. Everybody on that shift, hey, you were supposed to bring stories as reporters or news gatherers. They're supposed to have stuff in-house. We throw everything on the table. We, you know, we decide, hey, th- these are the important stories of the day. You know, and hey, and specifically, you know, and they might say, hey, focus, you know, make sure we keep an eye on this or that or focus on, you know, a specific angle because that's what's most pertinent. Say coronavirus. Okay, today we're talking about jobs because we're going to shut a lot of stuff down. Okay, let's focus on the jobs, not necessarily everything about the virus ETC. But, I mean... Besides that, after we, we get up from that table, you know, after 30 minutes, it's really on us to make sure we go out and get the interviews and we go out and do the legwork and we go out and, uh, you know, double check and track all the information down. And, uh, you know, if, like I said, a lot of it, to be in news, you got to be, you have to be strong-willed. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people pulling you a lot of different directions. You're really putting yourself out there to a degree, you know, being on TV and doing this and that. So, like I said, if I see something wrong, I'm like, hey, you know, this isn't relevant or this isn't important or, you know, we're going, you know, we need to dive deeper into this. You know, many of us will make it happen. But also going back to, you know, diversity, so to speak, you know, if you don't have those ears or that those, uh, those perspectives when you're, you know, during the editorial process or when you're doing those story gatherings, um, you know, you're losing out on a whole bunch of stuff that you wouldn't even go down that path. You know what I mean? It's like an unknown unknown almost. So. I, I, like I said, it's all about perspective and it's all about, um, you know, making sure you're keeping an eye on everything. So, but in terms of the individual freedoms and things like that, I, I would, I've never had someone say, you know, hey, twist it this way or hey, hook it that way. It's all, you know, if anything, they'll get mad that we don't have an opposite, opposing you know, viewpoint or things like that. They'll, they'll be like, you need to go out and get another one. Even right. if, I mean, there's times where the other people don't even want to talk. They want nothing to do with it. They're like, you need to find something for them. Right. You know, so there's a lot of people pushing to for that equality. Oh, yeah. definitely. Uh, I have a question. So, like, I want to know, like, by being in that type of environment, how often do you, well, do, yeah, do you witness some people put in way more, uh, uh, personal opinions within the story more than just straight up, straight up, yeah, just, uh, just factual just stuff, factual stuff. Mm. Um, for what I do, I mean, there are some stories that are going to be opinion stories, you know, and they, they'll let it known, if especially newspapers will be, if there's an editorial story, they'll, hey, this is the opinion section, so you got to take all of it with, this is someone's viewpoint. Or, you know, if there's a, a special segment on a newscast that, you know, you know it's going to be, hey, this is just this guy's perspective, you know, a keeping it real section or whatever. Like, you got to know that's perspective. But when it comes to, you know, actual, fa- you know, the stories and getting the fact base out there, I, I mean, a lot of it, they, they keep it pretty tight. Because, you know, if, if it's not, you know, let's say, you know, you mess a, you know, you mess a story up, multiple people, Okay, it's okay. Why did you do this? Okay, who checked this? Why did they look over this? You know, who who's over them? You know, so there's there's a you know there's an editorial process with it too, and keeping your opinions out of it, you know, and and sometimes they can creep in. You know, sometimes if you're just looking at it from one viewpoint, but you know, if you're not going, if you're not going through that process and doing things like that, like it's for the for the most part, I've never done a story with no one was checking it, so. Never have that happened like that, but 
it's hard. You know what I mean? And, and and sometimes people will see fact and think it's opinion too. And it's like, you know, I've done a story where I quoted the police chief directly. And they said, oh, that's your opinion. What about the facts? And I said, <laughs> I don't know how to not quote them and quote them. You know what I mean? That's real. That's real. That's so, real. Um, and just know, I think, know what you're watching and know what you're reading specifically. You know, if you're watching Fox News or MSNBC, you got to know it's going to be opinion-based. And they can have the same story and they can do it two totally different ways, two opposing ways. So I think know what you're watching, trust what you're watching, and, you know, double-check. I know you said you can't double-check everything, but, you know, just maybe a big fact. Okay, right, that right, kind of jumped right. out at me. Definitely. Oh, that is right. Dang, that's surprising. Or... You know, hey, maybe that wasn't the whole story. Yeah, that's a lot of people sick, but you know, this is hypothetical. You know, a lot of people sick, maybe nobody dying. Oh, okay, so maybe I don't need to be as worried. So it's just maybe doing a little bit on your own, but also um, knowing what you're watching and then trusting who you're watching or reading to. Gotcha. Understood. I'm sorry, I got these long answers. All right, got you, got you. Uh, no, no problem, no problem. You know, so we we here to hear you talk. Um, we we only we only got we only got a few minutes. We only got a few minutes. So uh, I'll uh, unless unless anybody else has a question, I'll end with this. Have you ever wanted to push a story or wanted to talk about something that you felt like was really important or that a, a group of people really needed that your news station felt like nah? Yeah, I mean. It- I would say absolutely. I think that's something everybody, um, I think every reporter, every anchor, whomever has dealt with that. Um, oh, I'll let the same things go by. <laughs> I, I mean, absolutely. And there's sometimes where I understand why, hey, we didn't go down this route. You know, let's just, okay, I hate to put that. Hey, let's say we're doing an in-school story. Well, that's a great story, but Right now, half the kids aren't even in school. They're learning from home. So that we'll put that on the back burner for now. We're going to do this story now. Or sometimes I'm like, you know, and they're not getting it. I mean, there's been times where I've had to put my foot down and be like, hey, this is important, and this is why, and this is why I think we should be doing it, and I, this is why if we don't do it, this is what the consequences will be. And, you know, and there's times where, you know, that's worked. There's times it hasn't. There's times where no one said anything when it's not working. There's times where community's been like, whoa, whoa, y'all going to completely let this go by, and then, you know what I mean? So it's, it goes back to the responsibility on us, the responsibility of myself. You know, I know I have specific values and things like that that I hold high. I need to make sure those are in the newscast same way as someone else would. And I think our station, we, they try hard to do that. And, you know, nobody's perfect, but I think we do a good job of doing that. And I think we have people, here's, and, and there's a people behind the scenes at every single station that are fighting for stories across the board. Sometimes they come across, sometimes they get on air, and sometimes they don't. But it's on the onus, and a lot of us, especially black in media, take up that onus upon us to make sure those stories are being told and those things are happening. Definitely. Definitely. That was a really good answer. Uh, Ryan, we wish we can talk to you forever. I know. Um, Not that the decision's up to me, but we would definitely love to have you back if ever possible. Uh, That was Ryan. I am Brandon. You listen to Emira and the rest of the Youth Council, uh, and this has been Stitchcast Studio. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And last but not least, we want to give a very special shout-out to the Stitchcast Studio sponsors. The City of St. Louis Youth at Risk Crime Prevention Grant of 2020, Stewart Family Foundation, Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund, and Missouri Foundation for Health. To learn more, visit storystitchers.org. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches. Story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches.